In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Mouth in my zone, no lie. And we like to play till the sun go down. Yeah, we like to play till the sun go down. Then we take that town, then we take that town. All right, everyone. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, we got a pretty interesting show. Before I get into anything, I'm going to introduce myself this time. Yes. Hi, I'm Christian Brito. What's up? What's up every- oh, my God. See, that? That's- yeah, I got the Dale syndrome. <laughs> you got old marble I mouth just there. just introduced Dale. There we go. Yeah. Um, with me this afternoon. Oh, no, should I say? Yeah, yeah, afternoon show. Yeah. It's a yeah, nooner. Afternoon it's a, show. Yeah, lunchtime. Yeah. Is Dale DeMont? What's up, Dale? Yeah, man. Uh, not much. I'm ready for this exciting show. Also, I am ready. I have been nonstop thinking about our 60th uh, show bonanza. I keep wanting to call it anniversary. Uh, 60th show bonanza, live call ins, prizes, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. A lot of drops, uh, stuff like that. So it's going to be fun. So, quick side anecdote, because I'm going to no longer just, like, get mad at Dale. I'm just going to call Dale out. Before the show starts, Dale said, remember to say something about the 60th uh, anniversary show. And it's, then just, it's on my the, mind. He just comes out. You just come out, guns a-blazing, like, yeah. 60th anniversary show, boom, boom. <laughs> like, you don't give anyone an opportunity to like, <laughs> say anything about it. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. I was just so excited. I couldn't hold it in. Yeah. Live calls. Um, you know, no opportunity for editing. That's right. It's going to be oh, it's yeah. going to be a disaster. Curse words, racial slurs, you name it. It's going to be on this somebody, show. Somebody will call in with something they shouldn't say. Right. Yeah. And we're going to have to click on them. Definitely. And we don't know how to, like, edit that. Definitely. <sighs> I guess we could edit it. Before it gets posted out to like iTunes and stuff, Christian, this is I gotta say something. I'm sorry, this is weird. You can cut it out. You can cut it out. But this is like it's too funny not to talk about. Um, I'm just gonna okay. I'm gonna say it, and you can, we can cut it out if you want. But Christian and I were really dedicated. We've done all our research. You know, where we've done the show prep. Uh, for those that don't know, we probably do a good half hour to an hour show prep. Solid, solid show prep. Sometimes even more. Uh, so we're always really well prepared. It's just sometimes we can't get together at the same time and that makes us, uh, maybe miss a show, you know, maybe, you know, Brito has game night or I have a baby class and schedules sometimes just don't mesh up well. Uh, so we come up with this bright idea. Let's do it during lunchtime. So we're in our mobile studios. Is that good enough to call? We're in a mobile studio, right? Mine is basically a mobile studio. I don't know what you got set up, but I got, I got a mobile studio going on. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I have my truck with windows half rolled down, with my engine off, uh, with my whole setup in my car, doing this during my lunchtime hour of my regular crappy old job. Um, and there, I'm in a parking lot. I think it's a doctor's parking lot. And there's, like, nurses walking by looking at me really weird with my headphones and my mic on. And uh, this is very strange and too funny not to mention. I am at my local park <laughs> with, uh, with a microphone. And my big old headphones on. I look like I'm live reporting the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I kind of feel. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, I look very suspicious. I'm like looking around both sides of me, and like people are walking by. Like, Why like, are you looking around? Be- well, it's kind of you know. Not, it's, it's, you're not committing any crime. Well, I have a feeling people I are think. looking at me, so I got to make sure I'm, like I'm proactive and not just like I really have nothing else to look at. Uh, it is starting to become fall here in Greensboro. Um, so I'm looking at the beautiful trees and leaves. So this might even be a better show because I'm out in nature. I'm not stuck in my crappy old um, place where I normally record. So um, I'm ready to go. But it was just too funny not to mention. Um, don't don't take that as we're unprepared or we're you know not professional because we are both very professional and very prepared. Eh, somewhat professional. Okay, but very prepared, prepared but but somewhat professional. Our this podcast is going to blow your socks off, people. Just letting you know. 
everyone's tuned out by now. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear the cars in the background whizzing by? <laughs> No, but okay. this is everyone's tuned out. So now I can say fuck. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Well, uh, let's get the show on the road. All right. All right. So let's. We gotta just to give a quick recap. We're gonna be talking some news and notes. Obviously, um, we got some target numbers and some diving into some of the meat and potatoes that Dale wants to get into in this podcast. And also, we'll be talking later on in our show to Philip Caldwell and talk about some of his dumpster dives and some deeper guys for, for these obviously deeper leagues and, and dynasty leagues and guys that you can scoop up and stash now that will be valuable. Um, so we'll do all of that now. Before we get into any of that, let's get into our news. News and notes. All right. First bit of news I want to talk about, Dale, came out today. Jordan Howard, quote, has a stranglehold on the Bears' number one running back position. Um, does this make you feel any better about Jordan Howard rest of season, or are you still worried about John Fox doing John Fox things? Yeah, uh, he usually Fox things up, doesn't he? Ha-ha. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, you know, it, it does make me a little more confident in Jordan Howard. I really like Jordan Howard. Um, I was I was a little skeptical to see how long he could hold off this season. Um, as the number one guy, Langford didn't show anything his first game back. Um, I'm going to give it this week and see what it looks like before I really make a final decision. Uh, I'm not trading for Howard yet. I'm not giving up the farm for Howard yet. Um, and I don't know if I'm trading away Howard unless it's something really, really good. Um, right. Yeah. And he's, he's a guy who can, you know, be a, you know, share the workload with Langford and carry or, uh, or he could be the guy that takes it all the way. I mean, he's young. He's injury-free, so. I think this is, I'm starting to move a little bit more towards the liking Howard rest of season. Uh, there's definitely going to be some work taken away. If he's if he is the primary guy, he's going to get the first crack at it. He's talented enough to probably not lose that work entirely. Um, so I think moving forward... Probably your best time to buy him has already passed, but I think he's still at a value where you can get him now that'll be cheaper than it will be in weeks to come when people realize, oh, you know, Langford is not really necessarily cutting into his work. Plus, he's on a bye week, so probably a good time to buy, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. What are the news you have? All right. Um, you don't have any more that's, news, that's do you? About, that's that's about <laughs> it, man. Nah, yeah. we we've we've got a couple other things here that I that I do want to mention, Dale. Um, um, first thing that I want to kind of talk about is um, it, it, it looks like uh, Jacquez Rogers uh, down in Tampa Bay is dealing with a midfoot sprain that could be. Two to four weeks. Um, we talked to the fantasy doc earlier this morning. Um, it's seeming like it's going to be within that time frame, and it won't be back before two weeks. So moving forward, reports have already come out that it it's um, it's looking like it might actually be Anton Smith getting the first crack at being the lead member of that backfield committee come yeah. week nine. What do you think about that situation? Are you just staying away because I mean, Peyton Barber is basically an unknown right now, and then you got Anton Smith, who's worked, you know, with some of the members of some of those coordinators before back in Atlanta. Um, do, do you see any value here? Because the guy that's had the ball has gotten a ton of work. Yeah, I mean, I don't write the dumpster dive column. Uh, that's Mike's job. But if I were, uh, I would put him as a really, really deep sleeper. Um, I do. I I would invest more in him than Barber at this point. Uh, I think there's much more upside. I think you could, you know, this guy could take the world by storm and and have the first crack at starting and be great. Um, but I'm not putting too much stock into it. I'm I'm probably staying away. Okay. I'm a I'm a, I myself are is a uh, Jacquez Rogers owner, and uh, I'm not. I didn't go out in the waivers to pick up Barber or Smith. Uh, fair enough. Um. Reports come out today 
I'm not sure how much I believe this report, saying that Doug Peterson is insisting that Ryan Matthews is still the Eagles' number one running back. This comes off the heels of Darren Sproles getting 20 touches to Ryan Matthews, five touches. Darren Sproles playing 79% of the snaps on Sunday. Um, Do you buy into this? Who do you have this week and moving forward for the Eagles' backfield? Yeah, I mean, I am... uh... I'm not buying into Peterson's uh, comments at all. I mean, I, I think for all Ryan Matthews owners, I want to say, what the fuck, right? Like, give me a break. Like, right. give me something. It's it's so frustrating. I got to go with Sproles rest of the season. I mean, just what I've seen, I don't know what the deal is. I really don't. I mean, it seems Matthews is fully healthy. Um, he does okay. I mean, they're giving the you know, the trust work on the goal line. Um, what's the problem? Right. Uh, so, long story short, yeah, I would, I'm taking uh, I'm taking Sproles rest of the season. Yeah, and oh. so am I. I've, I've been telling you for a while now that I do not trust Ryan Matthews, even if he does take that role somehow back. I I, I just don't trust him to be um, the guy, and I I just don't think he's um, he's performing nearly at what uh what we think he could be he's just not he doesn't seem to have the juice right now right yeah i agree so sproles i you know i i would consider look as much as i hate ryan matthews right now i would consider if he is a really really buy low you know um i would consider it i think i would take matthews over somebody like jennings oh yeah jennings is droppable at this point okay and matthews is a, di- uh, a also week droppable. Yeah, a week from dropping, I think. Right. Now watch watch the next game Ryan Matthews is going to get 20 carries and <laughs> screw everything up. But um do I we like want to talk about here Dale um before before we move on do we want to talk about uh the Vikings um promoting uh Pat Shermer to be their offensive coordinator and and North Turner stepping down or does that not really matter too much? Uh does it matter to you? Does it, does it change anything? Not really? In that maybe, offense? maybe, maybe a couple more looks for uh, for Norv. I mean, wow, for Kyle Rudolph. Maybe they try to balance the team out a little bit more. But uh, I don't see too much of a difference moving forward as a car pulls up and parks next to my car, which makes this extremely awkward. Can you get an interview? Can I get an interview? Yes. Come on. No, try. it's a really. It's an. It's an old lady. Yeah. So she will be confused. It'll be great radio. <laughs> Okay, no, they already moved away. If, if someone, if someone else comes up, I will consider doing a live interview. Who's your, who's your number one, uh, who's your number one waiver pickup this week? You know, something yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> who's your number one quarterback rest of the season? There's like nurses like walking around the complex, like I guess like for the lunch break, getting some exercise. But they're not like they're not close enough to my car for some reason. They're not coming very close to my car. Uh, but if they do, I'm definitely gonna try to get an interview here. All right, that's uh, you know I'm looking. I'm actually looking forward to that now. <laughs> All right, a um, couple more pieces of news. You tell me whether or not you find these relevant, Dale. Uh, Steve Smith still not practicing. Um, you know, it's past their bye week. Still not practicing. He's probably going to be out another week, right? Yeah, I think so. I th- I hope just one um, more week. Um, Hyde is looking like he's on track to play this week. So if you're a Carlos Hyde owner, that's good news. Yeah, enough um, worrying about with, the stupid handcuffs to Hyde. Yeah, with uh, Saints coming to town. So that's a good matchup for him this week. Yep. And then um, last little thing I want to mention is uh, T.Y. Hilton is resting on Wednesday, but he's set to practice on Thursday. So trending in the right direction to play this week. Yeah, give the man a little bit of rest. That's what I say. All right. So, before we uh before we move on, Dale, um any uh any live interviews? No. Oh, 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 old people walking back. Ask him, come on, ask him. Mm, nope. <laughs> nope. They just walked the other direction. Uh that was that just that just made it weird. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right. 
Um, let's talk about some targets. I know you have a couple, you, you have right. some numbers here. I want to kind of dive into you know who's who's being targeted here and uh, what the analysis is and what we can expect going forward. Okay. Talking targets. Ta- target talk. Oh, that's Targeting good. targets. No, tar- target talk. I like that. Target talk. Everything, are, all our segments have like talk in them. Because yeah, that's what we do, man. Um. <sighs> okay. How about, uh, I, I guess I'll start this off with Alan Robinson. Um, Alan Robinson is uh, sixth in the league in average targets per game. Uh, we're going to go by per game basis here uh, and not total targets just because some people have had their buys and some haven't. But Allen Robinson, yeah. um, he, like I said, he's six with 10 targets per game, um, tied with Odell Beckham and Amari Cooper at this point. Um, he had a little fall off after the buy. He had six targets, then eight targets. And then last week he went right back up to his uh, season high, which is 15 targets last week. I know it was a blowout. Um, but is he trending in the right direction of getting, you know, upwards of 10-plus targets a game still? He's trending in the right target direction, but it reminds me of, like, Golden Tate last year where the targets are there, but the catches and yards per catch are not necessarily there. Right. Um, it's it's ugly right now. I think there's better days coming for Allen Robinson, but he's not the guy that we saw in 2015. Um and he's somewhere in between. I think he's let's say let's say this is zero percent Allen Robinson. I don't think it's going to get worse, but I don't think he's going to get to hundred percent of last year. I think it's going to be more thirty percent. You know, if we're doing it on a grade, I don't know how I'd just explain that. Yeah, no, that I, was terrible. Yeah, I kind of zoned out, but. Um... Thank you, thank you, Dale. <laughs> well, okay, let's let's say this. I mean, I think, I think he's slightly closer to what he has been than he what he was last year. But I think there's better days ahead, yeah. but not great days. No, I got you. I, I think you. there's good days, but not great days. I got you. Um, so, I you know, thinking back the last couple of years, I can't think of a guy, and maybe this is just me naively talking. Um, but Allen Robinson is probably the best buy low candidate in a really long time. I have a feeling I, I've been saying that for a couple of weeks now. Um, who do you think is more buy low right now, Allen Robinson or Todd Gurley? Probably even Allen Robinson. I mean, he scored even less than Gurley, and I think the potential rest of season is slightly higher for Robinson. Actually, yeah. Okay. Both both guys are going to probably continue to disappoint a little bit just based on the high hopes of early season and 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 what they produced last year yeah throw that out the window look at it a little bit more based on where they're at so far this year and if you think and as i do that they can be a little bit better um rest of season than um as i do uh i they are good candidates to buy low but some people are not willing to sell low, but some are. Some are very done with Allen Robinson already and are going to be willing to part ways, and I, I think this is the moment to uh, to capitalize on that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, this next guy... Uh, there's, very few po- there's very few people out there that are saying that. Yeah, yeah. I, I strongly believe. I think if you can get him for cheap, I would grab him. Um, you find a frustrated owner and get him. Um, because the opportunity is there, and we talk about that so many times. You know, if the opportunity is there, the, it, it, as long as the opportunity is consistent, uh, you know, things should turn around for people. You know, um, and and I think that Allen Robinson, I think he has a couple touchdowns in his future still. Um, okay. T. Y. Hilton, all but two games this year, and he hasn't had his buy, has gotten at least ten targets a game. Um, one of them was a nine. Yeah, one of them so was a nine. All but one. All but the one that he got injured in exactly. last week exactly. have been nine targets or more. He's he's going to eat. Um, he is right now the uh, fifth targeted wide receiver in the league uh, on an average basis. Where yeah. is he top five wide receiver for you in the league? Um, I, I think this injury kind of makes me a little bit worried for rest of season. Yeah, me too. Because he's a guy that gets easily hampered and... He he relies so much on his speed 
Um, you saw just a little tweak last week. Um, not the same guy, you know, a lot less, you know, a, a pretty crappy day. So um, going forward, I would be worried about this week and next week starting T.Y. Hilton. Um, but he's a guy consistently almost every single week. The variation, right, the variation in targets is almost none. It's 9 to 12 targets every single week, no matter what. Yeah. And so you get that little injury, drops six targets, he has a bad game. But um, he's a guy, top 10 wide receiver probably, but uh, probably iffy for this week and after that top 10 guy. Yep, yep. I don't I don't think he's a number one, number uh, a top three guy rest of season, but target numbers are there. Um, he's he's not as talented, obviously, as a AJ Green or an Antonio Brown or, or a Mike Evans, in my opinion. But in terms of fantasy, if you're going to keep getting that amount of targets, if you're going to be top five in targets, you're gonna you're gonna produce at the very least at a top ten, top you know top twelve level. Yeah, unless you're Allen Robinson, right, right, because you have Blake Bortles throwing the ball. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out a couple names here that really surprise me. Uh, well, maybe not surprise me, but maybe just of note. You can comment if you want. AJ Green, the leader in targets last week in the NFL with 18 targets. That's crazy. Um, you know, we talk a lot about you know running backs being you know valuable because they're guaranteed to have the opportunity to get the ball 18 to 20 times. <laughs> um, AJ Green is kind of doing that as a wide receiver, which is nuts. Um, it is his highest of the year, and that is after you know only an eight target game in the previous game. So. But um yeah, eighteen targets is nuts. Um he's definitely I mean, there's not really much to say that people don't already know about AJ Green. I just wanted to point that out. That lowest tough. lowest target total on the season for AJ Green. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty damn good. He, yeah, on his bad game he's gonna have eight targets. Um another surprising guy that you may not have known is uh Michael Crabtree with sixteen targets. Last game. Uh, what's your feelings on Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper had 15 targets. So they pretty evenly split, but they both got a ton of work. Is that going to continue? Yep. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> the yeah. offense has two really good wide receivers. It's a 1A, 1B. Cooper's a little more talented, but Crabtree's going to continue to be very heavily involved. And they're both extremely valuable for the rest of the season and, and, and moving beyond that. That that offense is predicated on having two really good wide receivers, and it's it's a great formula for success in, in, in fantasy football. Yep, yep. Um, let's see here. Uh, Des Bryant came back from, uh, you know, missing three games in a bye with 14 targets. That's, that is uh, actually surprising. Um Dak Prescott just seems way more comfortable throwing the ball than he did early, early in the season. And uh, things are looking pretty good for Des Bryant. Yep. And uh, not- I think he's rest of season. Um, actually, Dale, yes, can sir. we uh, can we quickly play one of my favorite games again? Sure. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. Alright, we're going to play a little This or That with Des Bryant. Alright, here, Dale, because I, I have trouble ranking Des Bryant rest of season. Where, let, let's start off, give me an idea, where would you have him rest of season number-wise? And we'll, we'll kind of evaluate that. Because I think he's a top 12 to 15 guy, but I probably wouldn't have him much higher than that. Yeah, I'm guessing by the first number popped in my head was top 15 guy. I think that's very possible. Um, I think that's kind. Um, okay. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think top 15 is, is doable. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Um, I ha- I'll have Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree ahead of him. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. I, I picked the names, Dale. Okay. I picked the names. Okay, you picked the names. Go away. Okay, sorry. Jordy Nelson or Des Bryant rest of the season? I'm going with Des Bryant. As am I. Wow. Um, I thought you would argue Jordy's with me on that. scaring me a little bit. I mean, when uh, when Devontae Adams has been leading the targets there, yeah. Uh, I think it's time to worry a little bit about Jordy. He's still going to get his. I mean, he has six touchdowns. Um, but out of the guys, you know, at the top of the leaderboard, 
He has one of the lower yardage totals, 415 yards so far in the season. I don't necessarily trust Jordy right now. Yeah, neither do I. So, Devontae Adams me, has out-targeted me, Jordy in the last two games by a lot. Yeah, by a lot, yeah. So let me, let's go a little bit here. Let me shift a little bit up. Des Bryant or Larry Fitzgerald the rest of the season? You know, I got to go... I got to go with Des Bryant. Okay. Des Bryant or Demarius Thomas? Des Bryant. Okay, I'll give you Emmanuel Sanders as well. Yeah. I'll Is take it both of those guys? Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's go Let's go even a little higher then because it looks like you got him higher than a top 15 guy. So Des Bryant or the hit and miss Odell Beckham. <laughs> That's the name I was looking at. Blast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blasphemy here, but no, no. Uh, yeah, I'm taking, that, I'm taking Beckham. I'll take okay. Beckham over Bryant. All right, and then um, I got two more: Des Bryant or Kelvin Benjamin. That's really close. That's right around. Uh, oh man, um, just because I like Dak, Dak Prescott that much in that offense, um, the way they're playing. If if they're playing the way they are, I'm taking, I'm taking Des. How about you? That's tough. Um, probably, I'm probably leaning Kelvin here. Yeah, I, I wouldn't fault you for that. I won't. I won't argue that. Just a gut call. Uh, what's been missing from Kelvin, surprisingly, has been the touchdowns. The last three games that he's played. Well, no, the yardage numbers on the season are really nice. Ninety-one, one hundred eight. He had one stinker with thirty-nine, but he had a touchdown. Seventy, eighty-six, seventy-three. If you had a touchdown to any of those, which has been part of his game, at least earlier on the season and uh, and two seasons ago, if you add touchdowns to those games, he's having a monster season. Yeah. So that's been kind of what's missing, and I think that's going to have to eventually revert a little bit back. If you If you take a look at Cam Newton, right, his numbers stink right now. But at, at, the, at this point last season, they stunk just as bad. So he has... What does he have right now? Eight touchdowns, eight interceptions. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't. I don't have that up. It sounds. Yeah, sounds. No, close. eight touch, eight touchdowns, eight touchdowns, six interceptions. Okay. At this point, last season, he had eleven touchdowns, eight interceptions. Not that much different. No. no. And we saw the just torrid, like just ridiculous streak that he went on to end the season. Right. Um, it's not going to be the same, but I think it has to get better he's just too good in my opinion there's definitely I, I believe there's definitely going to be a regression right it's already happened right I, I didn't think Cam Newton was the guy that he was last year but he's also not the guy that he's been so far this year yeah I mean, still uh, still Kelvin mu- Benjamin will score more touchdowns are both Cam and Kelvin must starts if you have them still are you are you trusting Cam Newton I'm trusting Cam Newton yeah yeah. Uh, probably one of the few people that out there are still doing that, but uh, I think Cam Newton is is just fine, and I think he will get better. Okay. Stop bitching to Roger Goodell, though. Yeah, really. Um, just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Tight end leading. Right. Uh, the, the tight end leading. No, all no, no. Targets. I had I had one more man. I need to know here. Okay. I need to know. Des Bryant or Brendan Cooks. Oh, I just you know, with your head. I think I think I have Dez higher than I thought because I think I'm taking him over Brandon Cooks here. Uh, I gotta I gotta really look at my rankings this week. Um, man, maybe I'm in love with Dez. I don't know. Yeah, M- maybe I, I am. I'm, I'm taking both those guys over Dez rest of season. Okay. Um, you know, I really got to look at the schedules too, and we'll talk about it in a second. And now I'll, I'll kind of dive into it, but um, you know, I I think. Dak will get more and more comfortable with Des Bryant uh, as the season goes along. Um, I think his confidence, you know, will get better and better, and uh, I don't see it getting worse than it is right okay. now. I don't know. Maybe I really like Des Bryant. Man. Yeah. It seems like you have him more as a top 10 guy. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, than anything else. Yeah. There's a random school kid. He looks like he's walking past my car. Should I ask him for yes, a quick question? Yes, please do. Please do. Please do. 
Oh, it's too late. He oh, you pussy. Give me a stank face. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, I promise if one more person walks by, I will ask. Just say, excuse me, I'm doing a radio. Just call a radio show. It's somewhere. just... It's not. It's not like close enough to right. the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I could just ask. It's like a little further away. Where I would have to be like, "Hey, Come hey, here. yo!" Like yeah. you know. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christian Breda from Meet Fantasy. Quick question. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is so weird, Dale. I don't ever <laughs> want to do this again. Yeah, it's it is weird. Um, All right, man. All right. So go go ahead. So go. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, I just want to talk about strains of schedules now. This is a time that, you know, the trade deadline is approaching. So we, you know, Christian and I have both been talking a lot about, you know, this or that. That's why we're doing that a lot because we know a lot of movers and shakers are uh, are really being active right now. Um, so I want to look, kind of look at the remaining strength of schedule um, between now and week 16. Um, just some guys maybe that you can sink your teeth into that might be able to carry you. Um, I'm going to throw out a couple guys. I'm going to start with the quarterbacks here, Brito. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. I just want to hey, throw out a couple Dale, quarterbacks. Dale, hold on. Yes, sir. Dale, 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 Dale. Can I get a little breaking news? All right. Tevin Coleman has already been ruled out for week nine. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I think that hamstring injury might be a little bit more serious than they uh, they let on to. Yeah, yeah. To, already, already, to already rule them out. Yeah. Devontae Freeman versus Tampa Bay this week. Mm. I got him. Got him in a couple of my leagues. Yeah. Uh playing Armando this week. Really need the win. Yeah. It's uh looking good. All right, had to say that. Okay. Um strength of schedule. Okay, for quarterbacks. I'm gonna throw out a couple names here. You tell me if they're worth uh holding on to or picking up or trading for um there's no surprisingly there's no really elite quarterbacks with great remaining schedules. So that that's what makes this a little more interesting, especially for those of you streaming who maybe want an option to hold on to for a few weeks in a row for your you know playoff uh, run. Um I guess the easiest schedule coming up for quarterbacks is the Los Angeles Rams for quarterbacks. So Case Keenum, I guess. <laughs> Um, has the easiest schedule. Uh, I'm okay. still I'm still not touching that, even though he has an easy easy schedule. Um, he's been pretty good the last couple of weeks. He has been the last and, few weeks that he's played, and he has a great schedule. I mean, this could mean well uh, for Kenny Britt. Um, so just think about that and and uh, yeah. Um, another well, he guy- did put up a stinker. I'm sorry, I forgot yeah. that he put up a stinker against the Giants. Yeah, he did. He did. With, that's uh, right. Yeah. With four interceptions. Yeah, yeah. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. But the easy schedule could help him. Um, one guy I'm really excited he's about. Played, he's played good with good matchups. So yeah. with uh, Detroit putting up 35 points. Yeah, the Giants aren't that bad of a matchup, though, putting up nine points. Right. Um, four interceptions. And that's a six-point pass he touched on league. So, all right, you're right. Stay yeah. away from Case Keenum. My yeah. bad. Um. Guy, I don't. He's not really a streamer anymore. I think he was drafted late uh, in the beginning of the year. But Philip Rivers has a really, really nice schedule. Um, if you are streaming him, it'd probably be a good idea that you could probably keep him for the rest of the season. Um, the hardest part, Denver is out of the way now, and uh, he is smooth sailing. Um, he has a really nice schedule, actually. Uh, I'll just read off uh, Philip Rivers really quick. Philip Rivers, a remaining schedule. Um, so it's Tennessee, Miami. Then he has a bye. Uh, he has Houston, which is a, you know, not a great matchup. But he ends the year with Tampa Bay, Carolina, Oakland, Cleveland. If that won't help you win the championship, I don't know what will. Um, if you say, you know, clinched a playoff spot and you're kind of smooth sailing right now already, you know, if you're undefeated and you know you're a few games ahead of everybody, I would try to trade for Philip Rivers if you don't have a strong quarterback. Um, yeah, I think he's going to help a lot of people win championships this year. Okay. Um, another guy. Uh, Philip yeah. Rivers. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. That that schedule is really juicy for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a guy that you could probably trade for right now. Quarterback 12 
Hasn't been great, but hasn't been bad. But you could probably get him pretty cheap um, if you're hurting at quarterback and you want something uh, strong for the playoffs. Phillip Rivers is probably a pretty good option, Dale. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. And right, throughout the playoffs, he, he's not facing any defense uh, less than a bottom seven matchup. So um, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, guy I talk about all the time, Toolman Taylor. Um, he has a good schedule coming up. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll look at his schedule. Um, of course, he has Seattle, which is going to be tough. Uh, and he has a bye. But then he has Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Oakland, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. Um, so just rattling off those names really quick. That's that's pretty nice. And you might be able to still get Taylor for pretty cheap um, if you don't already have him, if you didn't listen to me and you don't have him already. Uh, right. <laughs> minus minus these two weeks, yeah. Just like, uh, you know, he's got at Seattle, like you mentioned, and then a bye. So I, I don't think he's usable this week, Dale. And I know we talked about this. You think he's at least going to be a top 12 guy. Um, he's very much on the fringe of that for me. I'll, he's probably going to be at least outside of my top 9 or 10 quarterbacks. Um in my in my final rankings, but uh, I don't I don't see him having a top twelve week even, um, so probably unusable for the next two weeks. But again, if you're looking for a guy for the playoffs and you know you're going to get there, <clears throat> he might be a guy that would be useful. Right, right. Um, we probably do need to make a Tyrod Taylor bet though. I would love to. Uh. <clears throat> I think twelve. I mean, with twenty six quarterbacks playing, I think twelve is top twelve is too lenient because basically it's like almost top half. Basically, uh, you're talking about um, playing against Seattle. I think that's pretty bold of me to say top twelve against Seattle. I can understand top twelve against a middle of the road opponent. That I think that that would be probably an even bet. But playing against Seattle, top twelve, um, you gotta you gotta think that that's that's a pretty bold bet. One, I, w- I want to get your feelings on just a couple say people. Top say, say top ten. Say top ten. I say top eleven. Let's split the difference. Oh God, you're such a bitch. All right, uh, Tyrod Taylor will not be a top eleven quarterback this week. Uh, Dale says he will, and Christian says he won't, and that's a neat bet. It is a neat bet. You're gonna eat lightning, and you're gonna crap thunder. Eat that. And that's going to be a paid out this week eat bet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And okay. we'll figure out the actual punishment. Okay. We you, we'll pick it. We'll pick it out. You, we'll give you. Uh, we'll give you choices. Okay. All right. Um, one last quarterback uh, that I want to mention. I would be so pissed if he's like a top a top eleven quarterback with like one passing touchdown <laughs> and thirty yards rushing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a poor. It's a really poor week. Yeah. Uh, one one last guy I want to talk about. The second-to-worst schedule remaining is Aaron Rodgers. We're already kind of iffy on Aaron Rodgers, and on top of that, his remaining schedule is pretty tough. Um, thoughts on Aaron Rodgers? Not this week, though. Well, rest of the season. Thoughts on Aaron Rodgers is keep him for one more week and then trade him. Yeah. I think you could get a lot for Aaron Rodgers right now. He's quarterback four. Like, people, I think people are trusting him because he's just throwing the ball a t- Hun, right now, I, yeah. I understand why it might get a little tougher. I'm sorry, he's quarterback. He's quarterback six on the season, quarterback four over the last four weeks. Okay. Um, <clears throat> just to correct myself, so I think things are actually trending in the right direction. But if you are scared of that end of season schedule, um, that's fine. I'm not necessarily out on him. I think he's a top five quarterback rest of the way. Well, I mean, it, what has me is the playoff schedule has me concerned. Uh, he has no, he, I, even he, with that, even with that, I think really? he's a top five quarterback because he has Houston, yeah. Seattle, and uh, Minnesota for the championship week, week sixteen. Um, that's right. tough. That's a tough. The playoff schedule is very tough. So, all right, but uh, give it a if you're if you are going to trade him away, I would do it either right now or after this week, um, before you get to that point. Right. All right, just really I think quick. I he's going to have one more good week, but... Yeah, I do too. But, I do too. Um, real quick, uh, 
I'll name off some running backs that have good schedules. Um, I'll just name the top five really quick, okay? Uh, you have David Johnson, mm-hmm. Jonathan Stewart, uh, LaShawn McCoy. The Ravens have a really good running back schedule. Are you investing in Terrence West at this point with his with his really good schedule coming up? Why? Yeah. Just the schedule alone. I understand that Terrence West isn't great. Do you tr- I mean, but do you trust Terrence West? No. With uh with thoughts of uh with thoughts of maybe Dixon getting a little bit more work and uh, I don't no. I don't. Uh, I want to add this. If you haven't already tried to buy low, if there's any kind of buying low at all with Lamar Miller, uh, he has a great schedule coming up, and he has a great playoff schedule as well. Um, I would highly recommend um, I would highly recommend getting before, Miller here. Before the bye week, Dale, um, John Harbaugh's comments were that he wanted to get Kenneth Dixon more involved going forward. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, he had four touches, three touches, um, the past two games before that. It's not a ton of work. Yeah, but, um, the co- the coach could I say think he's definitely going to cut into Terrence West's work moving uh, forward. I mean, this could be you know him saying, "Yeah, I would love to get Dixon more work, uh, but Dixon has to earn it." <laughs> he forgot that part, right? Um, so who knows? Um, Fair enough. You know, Melvin Gordon has a decent schedule. The the Tampa Bay Bucks have a good running back schedule. Some of the guys who don't have such a good schedule, and I don't know if... I'm saying schedule a lot, I'm sorry. Um, You're saying schedule too much. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the Reds... Hey, like, I hate to be... I hate, I don't know if you saw my WhatsApp message. I really got to go within, like, the next two minutes. I'm so sorry. All right, let's do it. Um, just really I quick. I should have already been back at work, and I haven't eaten. Really, <laughs> really quick, really quick. Uh, Matt Jones, if you're holding on to him with high hopes, he has a, the worst schedule remaining. Um, Jerick McKinnon and Matt Asiata is not doing very well as far as their schedules are concerned. And uh, and the Detroit Lions have a pretty brutal running back schedule. Um, but Theo Riddick is heavily involved in the passing game. Hopefully he will get more involved. Um, so we're looking good on that. On Theo Riddick is probably the one guy on the bottom that I would be okay with. Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about his schedule against running backs because he's really more of a, you know, wide receiver hybrid at this point. Right, right, right. You know, running those little short routes. All right, right, Dale. Well, let's let's go ahead and give our boy Philip a call and talk about his dumpster dives. So uh, joining us now, we've got Mr. Philip Caldwell. How are you doing, Phil? Not too bad. How are you doing tonight? Um, I'm doing all right, man. Um, lots of fantasy football news. Hopefully hopefully a good Thursday night game setting up for us. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to getting plenty of points from Devonta Freeman, fingers crossed. Um, it looks like this one should be pretty exciting. Thanks. That's that's when you that's when you get the the game that's just going to be awful, right? No, I'm just kidding. I know. Let me not say that. <laughs> Phil, um, I kind of want to, you know, continue with the king of the dumpster, blah blah blah. We know <laughs> this column has become pretty good at at hits over the last few weeks. Um, notoriously from last week, I think I think JJ Nelson was probably the best call from last week, right? Oh, by far, and he mainly because he did his damage at least in regulation. Seth Roberts had a pretty good week too, but he needed an overtime for that. Yeah, um, yeah. Which reminds me, I forgot to tell my overtime story. Oh, quickly! Ooh. I'm going to take two seconds. Um, I'm in a matchup in my league of record last week. I'm up by like 20 points, and the guy has Dak Prescott. And Jason Witten. <laughs> and the game's almost over. And I'm okay. All right. I'm going to win. Awesome. I'm going to go to five and three. Dak Prescott tie, uh, throws a touchdown to tie the game and send it into overtime. Okay. Still winning. Uh, up by like 14 points or probably more than that. I, I can't remember the exact point total. Point is, um, last play of the game, the only <coughs> guy Dak Prescott couldn't throw a touchdown to was Jason Witten. <laughs> so he throws a touchdown to Jason Witten, and my opponent beat me by less than a point. 
Oh, God, I hate that. Yeah, dude. It was very painful. To end the game, less than a point, Dak Prescott to Jason Witten. <sighs> and you felt like the entire city of Philly. Okay. That's the team that lost. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't care well, about there real we go. football. Oh, fair enough. <clears throat> uh, hey, I'm from St. Louis. I really don't care about real football anymore. It's looking like the Cubs are going to win the World Series. I don't care. <sighs> you don't care, right? Well, as a as a St. Louisan, you're kind of born and raised to loathe the Cubs. Yeah. So... Just kind of by proxy, I was rooting for the Indians. I don't like the Cubs for this one simple reason. Um, everything that happened with Steve Bartman, I experienced on the other end um, because I'm a Marlins fan. And so, ah. and so, like, I'm just shocked and appalled at, like, how they treated this person and the reaction of Moises Alou, which who was a former Marlin um, and actually helped bring a championship in 1997 when I was just a kid. Um, so I don't know. I, from that moment on, I've got like this little disdain for the Cubs anyways. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know why. I just don't, you know, if, if the Cleveland Indians came back and won, I wouldn't be upset, but they're not exactly. It's it's the top of the eighth and they're down by three runs. (coughs) Oh, geez. Unlikely. All right, man, let's, let's get into your dumpsters here. Um, First guy you got on this list, I, I might get a little bit of a uh, contentious with you on this one. First guy you got here is Peyton Barber of the Bucks. Um, you know he's in line for some extra touches this week, but I'm of the mind, and reports are that Antoine Smith might get the first crack. They're probably going to split work. Why do you like Barber? Well, and, and basically it's a fifty-fifty split when you look when you you know, to go through the fantasy community as to, is it going to be Barber? Is it going to be Smith? Is it going to be Barber? Is it going to be Smith? I admit Smith is the veteran. Um, there was a, a, a stretch. Was it last year? I think where like every fourth time he touched the ball, yeah. he had like a weird, big, huge play two years ago. Um, yeah, two years ago. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. Like for me, it's one, I'm... it's a Thursday night football game, which is usually a lot of ground and pound and Peyton Barber is the bigger of the two guys. He's 5'11", 225 pounds, compared to the 5'9", 190 pound of Smith. So I kind of feel like they want to use him a little bit more for, you know, in between the tackles and especially at least the goal line. So I think he's got real touchdown potential. Okay. That's that's fair. I think there is some value to be had. We've seen how much they want to give carries to their running backs, even if it was Jacquez Rogers. I just, I'm of the mind that it's going to end up being a lot more split now that they're down to their fourth and fifth <laughs> running backs. And they realize maybe we shouldn't give 30 touches a week to somebody. So, Right. Yeah. Especially to uh, five, six, 205 pound Jacquez Rogers, who, saw a total of 14 rushes in the 2015 season. Um, that was kind of a weird, unexpected development, I would say, when he came over. Dude, um, so when you mentioned the Anton Smith thing, you know what, that 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 reminded me of an old trending hashtag. It was free Anton Smith. You remember that? <laughs> no, I didn't even know that was out there. That was, um, yeah, that was two years ago when he was getting like four touches a game and it was four touches for 80 yards and a touchdown and something like that. So, oh my God. And, and that could happen. Like he could get hot off a big play and they use him more. But right now I, with the way it looks, I think that it's going to be Peyton Barber for first and second down Smith comes in on third downs kind of one of those sort of splits i mean even if you look at the usage so far this season barber's gotten 16 carries and smith has seen i think five carries when you uh include last week right um (laughs) yeah i'm looking at it 2014 hashtag whatever happened to hashtag free anton smith (laughs) that's awesome yeah here's his big chance oh man that is wonderful okay um 
I would not be shocked if he ended up being the guy, but I'm just going <coughs> to disagree with some hesitancy. And that's fair. Like I said, I, I think I even wrote it. Everybody's basically kind of split down the middle on that. And I think it's just kind of a flip of the coin as to which one kind of gets hot in that first quarter. Yeah. And, I mean, after that, that's going to that's gonna be good for if any of them do get, you know, the, the full load. Although I'm kind of leaning towards that probably not going to happen. The next guy, right. this, the next guy's this list, dude, is somebody I've had on my um, my little reserve slot, my uh, my you know IR or pup list slot all Me year. Me too. Ladarius Green only owned in four point five percent of leagues. Um, he's back at practice. Might even play this week. Uh, what do you see in the outlook for Ladarius Green? Well, the guy. I mean, we saw it when he was backing up Gates down in San Diego. He is athletically incredibly gifted. He's kind of uh, the closest thing I could have thought like to compare him to a year ago was Jimmy Graham. I mean, he's just he's big, he's fast, he's a mismatch for any linebacker who's trying to keep up with him, and any safety that's trying to you know box him out just can't happen. Now, if he is really healthy and he really gets to take the field. First off, there shouldn't be a whole lot of downtime learning for him because he had half the season to go over the playbook. And there's talks that Big Ben now is going to play Week 9, which is insane. And we know Big Ben loves his tight end position in the in the red zone. We've seen it time and time again with Heath Miller. We've seen it time and time again with Jesse James. Why wouldn't you go to that six foot six, 237-pound tight end that can run a four five forty. Fair enough. Um, he's a guy. Hopeful. I'm hopeful that'll have value. I'm not ready to say it's going to be this week. Obviously, coming back from all this time off, we don't know if Big Ben's going to be coming back. Um, I think it's kind of doubtful at this point for Big Ben to be Week Nine. Where are you leaning on that? I think it's insane. I don't think he should. No, I don't. I don't uh, think he but well. I, I've said I don't think he should about Big Ben a few times, and I've been proven wrong every time. So I'm going to stick with that. I don't think he should, but I don't think that that means he won't necessarily. Well, and as I'm saying this, report, expectation is Big Ben may play versus Ravens. Okay. There you go. Thank you. That's and if Big Ben's there, like so I honestly think ridiculous, man. Oh, it's completely ridiculous. But like, I think if he's there, he's gonna want to do something. If Green gets into this game, he's gonna want to Green to score. He's gonna kind of want him to sort of feel comfortable and at home. And besides, you've got guys like Jordan Reed, Gronkowski, uh, Eifert, Zach Miller. All of these tight ends are out this week, so. If you've got him and you've been stashing him for this long and somebody like Eifert or Miller or somebody else like that is on your bye week, why wouldn't you just put him in there? Fair enough. Okay. Um, might be a good uh, bye week replacement for a guy like Gronk who's on bye this week. Yeah. And then you're going to be the asshole that has two good tight ends and everybody else has none. <laughs> <laughs> and your trade deadline's coming up. Yep. Uh couple more guys on this list here um i'm digging this next one um so with a couple injuries that have been coming up uh particularly with travis benjamin uh pcl injury you got dontrell inman on your list tell me more about mr inman remember when inman went off for like 107 yards and a touchdown and he was owned in like 60 percent of leagues right and all of a sudden, he's owned in less than 5%. And I, I, I was really shocked by that. He's had back-to-back games with over 50 yards. Now Travis Benjamin's got that PCL strain, so he's probably going to see... I mean, even if Benjamin plays, I have to think that Inman's going to see more time on the field. And we know that they're going to pass a ton with with San Diego. I mean, that's just what they do. Phillip Rivers airs it out. 
if he put up 72 yards against Denver, I really think going up against uh, the Titans this week, which are just on the positive side of matchups. There, I think the the 15th worst uh, defense against the pass. So they kind of just fall in line as a plus matchup for the wide receivers. You know he's going to get volume. You know they're going to be passing the ball a lot. It's a plus matchup. And all the other wide receivers are on their bye week. So he's got a really good chance, I think, of getting at least, you know, seven points from yardage and probably a touchdown or two. Okay. Um, we we saw last year Inman actually be <coughs> a pretty key piece of the offense. Granted, everybody got hurt. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of churning in that same direction now this year. Um, they have Tyrell Williams, which, who's still, for me, the clear-cut one at this point. Um, right, yeah. They, they, heavily sure. have, they have two heavily involved tight ends. To me, he's probably the fourth option. But Phillip Rivers has a good schedule rest of season. Um, he has been fairly good so far this year, but I see even better things coming. So... Not necessarily a bad call there with Inman. I, I do like him, especially in deeper leagues, if you're desperate. Um, well, and also, I think I think with having Gates out there, that's actually really good for Inman. Because, like you said, Tyrell Williams is the number one. And then the next thing that you know defenses are going to be worried about, the next guy is going to be Gates. And so that that alleviates a little bit of the pressure off them focusing on Williams and then Inman. He's going to see a li- not quite so much, you know, safety over the top. Absolutely. Um, so with, um, I'm sorry, man. I'm, yeah, no I'm, problem. I'm looking at your, I'm looking at your thing here. I'm so distracted because you you say some random things here, like seventeen times better than that. <laughs> that's not quantifiable. <laughs> well, again, Denver is the worst defense to go up against, and the Titans are seventeen times better. That's math. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that just got really unnecessarily awkward. Um, yeah, I'm I'm good for that. I'm purposely going to leave that in the podcast because uh unlike dale i really enjoy awkwardness i purposely try to catch him with pauses um blank silence um oh my god the one yesterday had such a long awkward like dale just didn't know what to do either it was and so deliciously awkward i'm a huge fan of that like i do that in real life not just on podcasts i really enjoy like waiting and seeing people's faces and reactions, like, what the fuck is going on? Um, it's probably my favorite thing in conversation. So I try to do it to him as often as possible. The unfortunate thing is that in post, he often likes to make things sound cleaner. But I ah, am yeah. so in favor <coughs> of awkwardness and just letting it be me. <laughs> this last guy here, Phil... I think is a little bit cheating, um, not necessarily at the point that you wrote it, but when you wrote about this guy, he was two percent percent owned. Um, right now, he's twelve point eight percent owned on NFL, twenty point eight percent owned on ESPN. So still very very widely available, and that's Tim Hightower of the Saints. Um, I really like this guy right. here. Tell me about Tim Hightower. So the very first sentence I said was, as I'm writing this, I'm sure his owner percentage is going to go through the roof. Um, and that kind of kind of happened, but not as much as it should have. Um, basically, we've seen Ingram, who really isn't known for fumbling historically, get bit, put in the doghouse big time for putting the ball on the ground. Yep, they hate and him. And I'm actually, oh yeah. It's it's a little weird. I, I sort of wonder if Sean Payton just does not like Mark Ingram. He doesn't. But at the same time, I don't think that the people who are going all in on Hightower, I don't think that he's going to pay off the way they think he is. I think this is going to be a split, or if anything, it's going to be still mainly Ingram's show with Hightower coming in more often to spell him. 
I just I don't think that that the Saints are going to completely lean on a 30-year-old vet. Um, but that being said, we saw what he did when he came in when Ingram got injured last season and how he carried teams to the playoffs. I think he was one of the highest-owned uh, players on championship teams for the 2015 fantasy season. And he had, let's see, 26 attempts for 102 yards after Ingram got pulled last week. And now they're going against the San Francisco 49ers. Damn it, that which was going to be my point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just saving it. Don't say anything about the 49ers. That's my... Yeah, how, can I, how can I not? They're giving up, on average, over 26 fantasy points to running backs. Yeah, it's it's juicy. I mean, normally, if you have a Saints player and they're on the road, you're thinking, do I have somebody better to put in their spot? But, like, actually going and playing in San Francisco might be more friendly than playing in the Superdome. You might be able to get away with playing both Ingram and Hightower if you're really in a pickle this week. Exactly. Even if it's a 50-50 split. I mean, they, they're probably still going to both give you double-digit fantasy points then. Right. Or even if it's all just one, it's probably going to be in the 20s. So you oh, yeah. get away with, you know, an average of double-digit points each. I don't normally recommend <coughs> that. I, w- I would wait to see who is going to be the starter this week. But I like the Tim Hightower call, man. I really do. Um, speaking of guys here that obviously aren't owned where they should be, at the end of your column, you brought back up <laughs> J.J. Nelson, who was the guy that you spoke about last week, and who on Wednesday reports came out, he is now a starter in this yep. offense. So, they have finally decided that Michael Floyd just can't do it this year. Um, J.J. Nelson, man, pick him up. He's talented, super fast, um, and he's in a pretty good offense. Like, there's a reason Larry Fitzgerald is top five in targets right now. They kind of need to throw the ball to someone else, and J.J. Nelson, for the rest of the year, is going to be that guy. Oh, yeah. he They need somebody else that can take some of the pressure off Larry Fitz, especially since Larry Fitz is really – he's working that kind of slot role now That's that's getting short passes, that's getting – 10 yards, you know, out maybe, um, instead of going down and stretching the field a little bit more. And they need that person that can go down and stretch the field and open up some space for Fitz, uh, Fitzgerald to work. Oh, please, please don't say Fitzpatrick. I know. That was horrible. Anyways, um, if you want to check out Phil's uh, dumpster diving article or any other of the writer's works, you can head on over to eatsleepfantasy.com. Phil, where can our listeners find you if they want to ask you any questions? They can find me on Twitter at pcaldwell1985, and I go by the same handle on the Fantasy Life app as well. All right, man. Well, Phil, I just want to thank you so much for for joining us yet again. Um, This is becoming a little staple a flagship i don't know what the hell to call it a (laughs) it's becoming a good like banner for the eat sleep fantasy site and um and content um and we really appreciate having this available for our listeners man thanks for joining us again thank you for having me i love coming on all right that's that was weird you know me like to make it weird let's 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 get weird. Um, before, actually, I let you go, actually, uh, <laughs> I, I got to let the listeners know this. Um, we have like a a chat that we go through, the ESF writers plus the podcasters, um, where we communicate. Phil's, con- Phil's uh, contribution to that chat is constantly, well, things just got weirder. <laughs> <laughs> That is his consistent contribution. Like, hey, it's weird in here. Well, that's mainly uh, that's mainly because Dale, you know, says anything, yeah. and then it just kind of goes to a little bit of an awkward stage. It gets sexual. It gets racist. Yeah, re- real fast too. <laughs> like it's out of nowhere. Dale, why are you naked and in blackface? <laughs> oh no! Oh, that would be. That would be bad. 
Just so any listeners are who are might be worried, that didn't really happen. None of that yet. happened. This is all just a joke for people that don't understand. Um, but I listen, man. The people that listen to this show are all nerds, so let's give them a lot more credit as far as fair enough. Um, as far as understanding, if this was like a regular radio show, maybe we'd have to explain more. But I, I give our <laughs> listeners a ton of credit in that department. So, touche. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Phil, for joining us. Have a good night, man. You too. Later. All right. Uh, we're back from talking to Phil. Uh, awkward as always. Of course. So, uh, of course. Uh, I'm on the show. Little awkward. Add Dale moderately to high. Almost high. Almost <laughs> high awkward. Yeah. You add Phil to it, it's like off the charts awkward when you put the three of us. On the show, so yeah, um, cool. Definitely, definitely made it weird. Anyways, uh, if you want to check out our tweets and follow us on our show, ask us questions, anything you need, head on over to Twitter and at uh, EatSleepFF is our handle there. Um, Dale's handle is at Dale underscore Fantasy. Uh, you can find me at Seabrito Fantasy. Our website is eatsleepfantasy.com. You can ask questions there. Check out our articles like the dumpster dives, uh, quarterback streamers, um, you know, stuff like that. And uh, anything you want to mention before we send these guys off, Dale? No, nothing. Uh, get ready for the 60th anniversary. Bonanza. Thank you. Thank you for your, for your input. <laughs> Beautiful as always. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. I'm not even in the mood to do like a professional. No, no, set. I'll do it. Just for Christian Brito, I am Dale Demont. Thank you for listening to Eat Sleep Fantasy. See you next time.